0: and last week I talked about have faith in the grace of God have faith in the grace of God and I said that having faith in the grace of God makes you do a lot of things makes you see yourself as who you truly are makes you work harder and all those things so today I want to continue and talk about grace for service Amen so I want to look you know last week I said that Having grace makes you work harder, so that means there's a grace that causes you to be able to work and work harder. And in the Bible, there are a lot of people that they had the grace for service. God just gave them grace to save. God just gave them grace to save. And you see, when God is giving you that opportunity to serve, that grace to serve, actually, He is taking you from a bigger, bigger pit or trouble that you find yourself to a lighter one. So that's why Jesus said that my burden is light. Bring your heavy burden and come for my lighter bed, burden. You understand? So God, when he gives you the opportunity to save, I tell you, it is a very, very, very great opportunity that you and I should not take for granted. And you and I should not grumble and say that, oh, they are giving me pressure this small thing that I've come here. No. It is a blessing, and I tell you that the benefits that accrue from your service to God, not just in church, but your service to God, is massive. Amen. Because I tell you that the enemy, like I've always been saying, the enemy has a lot of plans for you and I. Actually, he has short-term plans, medium-term plans, long-term plans, posterity plans for you, I tell you. Every, every angle of your life, the enemy has something that he has planned for you. And so God is always telling us that we should, we should as much as possible, tow the line of salvation, toward the line of salvation. So you see, the, the, the deceptions that the enemy bring, the deceptions that the enemy bring, we try as much as possible to withdraw from it, leave it, and draw, and once we are leaving, we are cleaving unto God. Today, I was doing my quiet time and I came across this scripture. We might have read it and The emphasis on departing from the things of the enemy was surprising to me. I want to read it before I go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. Look at it. He says that do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Listen, you should not enter the path of the wicked, is number one. You should not walk in the way of the evil, is number two. Verse 15 avoid it. But if, you've, if you do not enter, and you do not walk, you've avoided it all. But he said, do not enter, do not walk, avoid it, do not travel on it, turn away from it, pass on. He, so, he, like, he's the, 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 God is trying to tell us that as much as possible, don't have anything to do with the enemy. Don't At all, at all, at all. Because he's saying that, do not walk on it, do not enter, avoid it, do not travel on it, turn away, pass on. It's a lot of things that, because God knows that the enemy has no better package for us. And so, I want us to turn it the other way around. So, if we are avoiding, we are turning away, we are walking, we are walking away from, we are not entering. On the other side of the spectrum, which is the side of God, what do we do? So, if you are, you do not enter, now enter. You get my point. The things of God, now enter into it, walk into it, turn towards it travel in it turn to it pass to it i don't know if i'm making sense so i'm just saying that you are just turning from one side and moving on to the other and as you move on to the other there's also another package of service and god also gives us the grace to serve amen and you know in the bible one of the people that god gave the grace to serve was jonah sorry i will start to it One of the people that God gave was Noah in Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. The Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This was the time when the people had done so much evil and God wanted to wipe away all the people. And God saved Noah and his family. And when God saved Noah and his family, he had a job for Noah to do. You get it? So you see that the service that you are doing for God, it is not just because God wants to use you. He is actually saving you. You get it? Because God saved Noah and his family from death. God saved them from death and gave them work to build an ark. Amen. So even as you and I are building an act for God in this part of the world, I tell you that he has actually saved us from some flood. That was supposed to sweep away our life. You get it? So that grace, that grace to serve. You see, I want you to see serving as like an opportunity, as a blessing, as, as, a, as, an, as an escape. That's the right word I'm looking for. Serving, serving. Not just in church, but in your, in your in like, as in serving God, worshiping Him. Make sure, put it at the back of your mind that God is used, like, the way He used Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. You can put your name there that uh, now found grace in the eyes of God, and God told now to build an ark. You can decide to look at it this way that, oh, but to God, if you want to save me, if you have found grace, grace is supposed to be a simple and easy thing. Why an ark? Okay. What about why not flat? You get it. So two sides of the spectrum. But you see, the Bible says that Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Or the package that God God has for you and I is always a blessing. So God God gives us the grace to save to save us and our families. Amen. Another one too is Joseph. 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 You see, God saved Joseph from all the all the the attempts of death from his brothers, from Potiphar's wife, and he was in prison, to he, he, he became the major or the main assistant to Pharaoh, or some people say prime minister. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, very popular scripture, the Bible says that Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, from verse 19, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Amen. So you see, God, Joseph enjoyed that grace of service. And that grace that he enjoyed, he thought that he was the only one that was going to benefit. But we are understanding from this scripture is that they meant it for evil, but God, which representing the grace of God, turned it around to do something good. So because of that grace that caused him to save, he saved not only his family, but he saved the people of Egypt. He saved people from other places that came to Egypt for food because he was ready to save. So what it also means is that, you see, by virtue of you yielding yourself to save under the grace of God, you are not just saving yourself, you are not just saving your family, but I tell you, you can save a whole lot of people. And I tell you that, you see, there is nothing like an insignificant service in the house of God. There is nothing like an insignificant service. Just, just, just uh, one person talking to even in this church, you see that sometimes you might have talked to one person about Christ. You just talk to that one person, and that person comes to accept Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. Then begins to come to church. Then you see that with time, the person is also able to bring his family. And the family, now there are about five of them that, that are also Christian servant. And as time goes on, you see that the children and the and the, 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 the family can also invite their friends. So you see that just one single act of you meeting the person on the street and something in you tell you, that oh, go and talk to him. Something said, oh, don't go. You see that battle that we always have, do, don't do, do, do don't do, do, do That singular act of obedience, that singular act of service, look at the trail. So one, then it becomes five, then it becomes 20, then it's increasing, then it's increasing, then we are saving a whole lot of people. So, that is what our service to God does. It is not something that is insignificant. You think that, oh, I am singing in the choir. We have about ten of us. If I don't come today, after all, we are three tenor singers. If I don't come today, the choir, it's it's not the same. It's not the same without you. Amen. And the third person that also enjoyed the grace was Jonah. Jonah. You see, Jonah was a prophet of God, and God told him to go to Nineveh to speak the word of God to them. And Jonah, being a disobedient prophet, decided to go to Tashis. And I believe that a lot of us are like that. God has spoken to us several times that, do something for me. Do this in my house. Do, we are, and we've said, that, no, me, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I hope I'm speaking to somebody here. And You've been going to tashes, but the grace is still with you. But you see, in Noah's case, he had to be swallowed by a fish. And he found grace, came out, and he was able to impact a whole city. I don't I don't think that you want to be swallowed by a fish. I know that where we are, there's no fish around. But you can be swallowed by (laughs) you can be swallowed by some easy. Don't, don't, don't allow the, 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 incident to happen. Before you say that, oh, I will, uh, now I have, now I am convinced that God sent me. You know, some of us, that's how we behave. We want, we want, we want a tangible, when, when God is speaking to you in that soft voice that do something for me, do this, we are not ready to do it. But we want a major incident in our life, like a, a what do you call it? A life-threatening incident then we see that yes god 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 was talking to me see you don't need to go through that that small voice that you've heard that do something in my house and my grace is going to be available for you it's enough it's enough it's enough don't don't give yourself assignment that god has not given you and turn to Tashish. you you get my point yeah I have I have several examples of friends that they were doing something for God, and they decided to turn to Tashish and their yeah, their life. You see, sometimes when you say it this way, some people will be like, "Oh, i you threatening my life." Nobody is threatening your life. <laughs> Nobody. Now, because of the international for highway, you know, sometimes they say some people's story. They were here, but I'll not mention them. You see, there was this friend that I had. Who was serving god very well And know sometimes you see the touches that we enjoy is the blessings. so the blessings that god has given us sometimes become the tashes. Yeah. the job that you got the marriage that you got yeah. the the big contract that you got suddenly has become your tashes. so this friend of mine we're all together you know there's there's one part of the world there eh? when people when they don't have job they say they're doing full time ministry <laughs> (laughs) Uh, so all of us were jobless like that went to full-time obviously Mm. from hindsight because most of us didn't yeah we 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 did not we did not have so gradually gradually this friend of mine landed a big job with one of the big international banks. even one of the branches is in uk Mm -hmm. yeah he landed the job and my friend was enjoying big time so you know the banks is monday to friday and as he entered, the favor of God started working. So he was promoted. Within two years, he has risen, and they started another branch in another city, which was about 120 kilometers from where we are. So they made him the new branch. Two years old, the branch manager. So now he has moved, and obviously because he has moved, he comes weekends. So when he comes to weekends, he started MBA. So the MBA is weekend you get it. So now he works Monday. Nobody's against working Monday to Friday. And nobody's against doing MBA or PhD, or whatever. So now the guy was gradually you know, withdrawing, withdrawing, going to touch. Either he was going deep. Hmm. <laughs> uh, then one day, I even told him the story. <laughs> one day, I went to visit him. And I said, brother, no, it's like, you don't even come to church because it's like, you know, at least come on a Sunday or come on a Wednesday or come on a Friday so that we see. He told me, you know, if, if, let me say it in English because, yeah. He told me that, you see, during those days that we do not have anything doing. That's why when you call us for prayer, for Bible study, we are just following you around. Now we have something to do with our time. Yes. Yes, that's what he told me. I, I said it in tree. That's what he said. So every time you hear Depending, penimere, that's that is the story. Yes? So the guy said, oh, no, 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 no. Now my time is worth more. And I've, actually he was paid good sums of money. Yes? And he was driving He and got in a new car and everything. So one of his trips from that town to Kumasi in Ghana. Enjoying life, he had an accident. A serious accident. I'm not changing your life, I'm just this is a true life story. (laughs) He had a serious accident, yes, and he went on coma for over a month and he stayed in the hospital for over a year. And you see, because The trip was not a wet trip, as in relating to the bank. The banks took care of him for about six months. He said, oh yeah, we can continue. So they ended his contract. So he was unemployed. And the course too, he had to defer. But now because the the money, because you know, they have courses, in Ghana they call it, is it sandwich or something? They pay more fees. Yeah, so. Because this source of money too was not coming, he, that caused to he had to end it. And when I visited him in the hospital, his legs were, you know, you know what they call, P, you know what they call pop. It's not, yeah. <laughs> the legs were hanging. like <laughs> that. It's a sad story. Like I'm saying, it's joking. <laughs> So long story short, after a year and six months, he came home. But obviously, he could not walk. So he came to church to give a testimony. I was not there, but they told me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it, is it, you The fish that you, you, you might enter, it will not. It, because you see, sometimes because of even your service to God, you enter certain situations and God will not even allow you to die. I tell you, he would not. Because you are so precious to him. You are so, you are, it's not like he cannot get a replacement for you, no. But he thinks that you have so much more to give. That he, this, this is not what, how you are going to die. that. So he came to church to give a testimony. And he said he thanked God for saving his life. And now he's back fully. When they told me this, the question asked me, back fully as in what? You are back fully with nothing. <laughs> you, you get you get my point. Oh, that place there's stairs, <laughs> and if you know that country, they are not uh, disability friendly at all, <laughs> at all. You have to be carried. Every time you have to be carried. <laughs> there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no elevator or whatever. No, 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 no. And even the stairs, they always steep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I you see I just gave that example to let us know that you see I'm not saying that it's because he left that I don't know why this thing happened to him. But his conclusion was that because he abandoned God. It could be it could be he could be right, it could be wrong, it could be anything that happened. But you see, we cannot allow certain and that's one of my prayers that we cannot allow certain things to become attaches i tell you yes. see that thing that you are doing is see, jealously guard it, jealously jealously decide that this is my token my little contribution towards the work of god because you see let's be let's be truthful to ourselves which industry in this world transcends the life you are living let's take that the church is also an industry of which it's not but Entertainment. You died today. Oh, every oh, and you be you You will be surprised. You you take. If it, if it's up that, you, know one of the things that really surprised me in this world is when the president dies, because when the president is around, it's as if everything revolves around him. Recently, uh, in Tanzania, their president died. Oh, he was doing so much. That guy was doing so much, Magafuli or whatever they call him. He died. Within a day or two, they had replaced him with a woman. And Tanzania is moving on. And, it, and it, it's the same way. If a president can be replaced, I don't know what you are doing. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you are doing. I know what you are doing. Obviously, it's not the job of a president. You remember when Boris Johnson was in the intensive care? They had started plans of replacing him. Hey! Alice, allow the man to die. <laughs> that should tell you that, you see, there is more to this world. You get it? And as much as possible, I just want us to drive this. And because, you see, God is very keen on his work. With or without you, he will do it. With or without. I mean, whether we are there or we are not there, we are just vessels. We are just vessels that God is using. And I want to read something from the book of Jonah to let you know how God takes his work seriously. So after all this, Jonah went to Tashis preach The people gave their lives to Christ. And Jonah became angry that the people had, had, the, the people had become saved. So even as he was preaching, Christ, he was not happy. And after that, he went to sit under a tree and he, was, he had a chat with God. God made the tree, the, there was no shade, blah, blah, blah. So the last two verses of Jonah chapter 4, Jonah, Jonah chapter 4. The Bible says that, but the Lord said, you, had, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not lived, it, nor made it grow, which came up in the night and perished in the night. And should I not pity Nenevi, the great city in which are uh, more than one hundred and twenty thousand persons who cannot discern between right hand or the left and much livestock. I think it's the only book in the Bible that answers the question. <laughs> we don't know what God just asked john a question. That you you were concerned about a tree because you were sitting under the tree. You were concerned about it. How about what? And I never knew that God even was in, God was also a statistician. He knew the number of people in the city, 120,000. He said, These 120,000 people, no, they don't even know their right from their left. And their life talking, none of them knows what they are doing. And I've sent you as. So, is it that God's way of showing pity to certain people is to send you and I? Because he, does, that's the, he said, I'm showing pity to the city. And the way he's showing pity to the city is through Jonah. God is showing pity to somebody through you. And he has given you the prompting severally, severally, severally. You, you are not badging because you, you have several things on your mind that you need to do. But God has given you another, another opportunity for life. God, you see, God saw that the, the, the people of Nineveh were so precious, 120,000 that he would do the, the, the miracle that has never happened and he would save Jonah from the fish to save the 120,000 people. And I tell you, God has saved you and I from a lot of things that we are doing. Just that his work will continue. Amen. And another person, too, that God gave him grace for service was Paul. And you know, we read that scripture last week, First Corinthians chapter 15. So we've looked at Noah, you looked at, and you see, God saving you. It's work. It's not, it's not, it's work. It's work. 1 Corinthians chapter 59 to 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 59 to 11. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace is towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I but the grace of God which was with me. Amen. So Paul, you know, we all of us know the story of Paul. Zealously doing something that is not towards the cause of God. He thought that what he was doing was what God wanted but what he was doing was not what God wanted. And had come to the conclusion i see the uh, the 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 opportunity i have now to serve here is 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 just by the grace of god it's just it's just by the grace of god so once i have that opportunity i will not allow that grace to be in vain i will not i will not allow that grace i don't know about you but we should not allow the grace of god to be in vain we should not allow the grace of god to be in vain that's why there's grace for a lot of things. You know what you want to pray about? Grace, grace for prosperity. Grace for this. Grace for this. But you see, one of the things that God Himself is so 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 keen and is interested in is His service and His work. Amen. And so Paul, I want us to look at how Paul worked when he went to a particular church with them for a while. the grace that was at work the grace so the grace at work in in paul's life what did it let paul do what did the grace cause paul to do you see sometimes we say the grace you say that okay so if the grace upon me for service what are some of the things that it will it will let me do i want us to read from acts chapter 20 acts chapter 20 acts chapter 20 and we just close from here acts chapter 20 the grace for service, what it propels. Acts chapter 20, from verse 17. It's quite long, but I'll read it. From my little he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And then they had come to him. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. Verse 20. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Testifying to Jews and also to Greeks. Repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see... Now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel, of the grace of God and indeed now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And it moves on and on and on. Amen. So, this is the story of Paul. Now, we've talked about Paul indicating that he is laboring not because he has the capacity to labor, but because there is a grace that is at work on his life, and because the grace is at work on his life, he is not ready to make that grace be in vain, and so he is laboring more. And this is a a clear case study, if the researchers will tell you, a clear case study of how Paul manifests service among people. And I will just mention two or three things from this. And we will close. Well, the first thing that I will say is that this story shows Paul's diligence and endlessness towards service. This, this scripture that we just read. There, there's a part that says that I cease not to warn everyone, everyone night and day with tears. So, you see that Paul was made sure that he did not every opportunity that he got, he seized it every opportunity that he got 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 he was seizing it he was easy because you see we say that the grace of god is upon your life for service but how is it being how is it being manifested how is it being is it, and you see you begin to see it even in your conversation with people when you are talking to somebody now suddenly you don't see the person as a person you see the person as a soul you see, so when you are talking to the person, the issues that the person are, 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 are telling you about, you don't just give commentary on them. You know, sometimes when people are talking to us and you want them to talk more, you say, oh, eh, really? Ah, ah. Then you give commentary that the person will be talking more. Now, suddenly, you see that once you, you have that mindset, <laughs> once you have that mindset of service and that you see everybody as a soul, you want to use every opportunity proclaim the good news to the person you always want to use that opportunity to tell the person that oh i i fellowship here can you join me you always want to use that opportunity to do something for the kingdom it could be anything so maybe you talk to somebody like i'll I'll give you a practical example in church you've talked to somebody and the person says that oh i i want my i want my son or my daughter to come for impact your other self or your former self will be that oh but if you want her, him, your son to come for impact, when he goes to school, doesn't he take a bus? If he takes a bus, can't he also take a bus and come? You see, that you, you are not being earnest, And you are not being diligent. Suddenly, you become it. Because you see, this person that says he wants his son or daughter to come for impact, you know that he himself, he doesn't even like church. He's not even interested. So you see that you suddenly see that this is an opportunity for me to work and do something so that he and the family or she and the family will get closer to. You. So what will I do? I don't have a car. So what will I do? Do I have to call person A, person B? Should I call Pastor A, Pastor B, Pastor C to be able to arrange so that I be able to. You see, there is a different mindset with which when you begin to see people in a different like you work. That's what I'm trying to communicate to you. Paul. He said, Paul said that he sees not to, in everyone. He said, you see, he, so once he's talking to somebody or he, an opportunity presents present himself, he sees it. He sees it. He sees it. He doesn't wait for it. So what it means is that our mindset should change. That mindset of, you hear of somebody's problem and you, you want to pounce on it and say, that, oh, these people, is church people, hypocrites. You see? You, you 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 don't have the grace for service that's why you are doing that. <laughs> you get it? Suddenly you give everybody opportunity. Suddenly you see that what can I do to help? How can I intervene? Is it above me? If it's above me, who should I talk to? How can I, How can I do this? 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 That is the mindset that Paul had when he was in Ephesus. Every opportunity, he seized it. He was very earnest, affectionate. Every opportunity, he was making use of it. God knows how many opportunities that we have not seized. You and I. And you see, sometimes, it's just God is always giving us a seat. It's just a, because, you see, the person that you are talking to, that you just allow the issue to, 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 to just go like that. Once you are able to see and seize it, see that you've helped somebody, and actually you've helped yourself too. Because by the time you are helping somebody mature, you, obviously you also be maturing. Because now suddenly, you've talked to the person, you don't know what to say. So okay, then you call Mister Michael, Sir Michael, talk to this person, this this. so what do you think I should say? And the person tells you, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. So if you be the transmitter of the information, it will also affect you. You get my point? So, what do you say evangelism, And you say, let's not wait for it to be an organized kind of thing. You get it? And the second one too that I want to talk about is that Paul used every platform. Paul used every platform. Paul used every platform. He said, I have taught you publicly from house to house. Verse 20 of Acts 20, he said, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. You see, the mind said that, oh, uh, preaching is when people are sitting in church. And, you see, I don't, I don't know. I'm here to find a scripture in the Bible that says that a congregation of 20, is it from the congregation of 20 that we can classify it as preaching? No, it's nothing like that. A congregation of one is preaching. A WhatsApp text message is preaching. Your status on your WhatsApp is an opportunity. It's a platform. Your Facebook page is a platform. You see, Paul said that I used every platform, house to house or publicly. Every platform, I was using it. You see, that's it. So when Paul said that the grace upon me was not in vain because I labored more, this is what he was doing. He was using, he was seizing every opportunity. I don't know if I'm I'm making sense. And the third thing was Paul's faithfulness. Paul's faithfulness. He said, I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you and have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I have kept back nothing. I've kept back nothing. Paul was a faithful guy. I've kept back nothing. Some of us, we are in it, but we've kept back certain things. These church people, I give my own, they hurt me. No. Let me withdraw so that a fallback mechanism. I can easily fall back to it. Paul said, I kept. Hey, the same Paul was, the one I was talking about, wolves and all those in the church. But he still said, I kept back nothing. I kept back nothing. The person that you are talking to that you know that this person is a, it's a, it's a quarrel, uh, uh, what do you call it, a gossiper, You still deal with the person, give the person an opportunity to grow. Kept back nothing. These things that we are saying, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm in a chapel that I do it, or you know, every, every, it's even more on the one-on-one that works, more on the one-on-one. You don't keep back anything. You don't keep back anything. Amen. And another one too is Paul's prayer for this. Paul's prayer for this. Paul's prayer for this. The verse twenty-eight, which is a very popular scripture. I think it's the verse 32. It says that now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those that are sanctified. Paul was always commending people to God. Paul was always commending. These are services, so. commending people to God. So that suddenly your diary is not only Lord, I need a mortgage. Lord, I need a car. Lord, I need a wife. Lord, I need a child. Lord, I need a scholarship. Lord, I need fever. Lord, I need... He- All of them, I, I, I. Commend somebody to, to God. Commend somebody. I'll suddenly change it. Suddenly change it that, oh, Lord, I commend this person, his issue. Because some of us, are prayers, 98 or 99... Actually, the only time we pray for somebody is when we are in church and we raise a public prayer. Our prayers are always for us. We are binding the, devil, the witches in our house. We are binding the enemies in our house. We are binding... <laughs> Amen. Paul was commending people to God. Paul was commending people to God. Suddenly, Pamela is praying and that prayer session of 30 minutes is not about her. That prayer session of 30 minutes it's not about her family. And it's not about it's not about her family. It's about somebody that he talked, it's about somebody that she talked to in school. That that has become her prayer. That is service. Say, so I commend, I commend you to God. You know, sometimes you call this scripture and say, Oh, I commend you to God and to the world, well, yes, all of them are true, but pause, you see, suddenly you, you commend the church to, to God. Some of us, we only think about church when we see there. Is it the brown door or the green door? hey, CICC is there. Wow. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But what it means is that you should already be a prayerful person. Though. Because if you are not a prayerful you that means you've not even started to. <laughs> to commend yourself. You don't know, even you commend yourself. So, commending somebody to God is becoming a very serious thing. So, you are in the choir. The choir, God is working in the choir now. Suddenly, you pray you pray for the choir. It's not only the Saturday afternoon, four o'clock that we come. With, let's pray for the choir. No. That one is not enough. You pray for the choir in your closet. You commend the choir. Ocean, you commend the ushers. Media, you commend. It's not just coming to switch the cameras or no you comment, you commend somebody you know i want to encourage you that today try and list at least three or four groups of people that you will pray for it's a good thing amen yeah i know that the, your issues are plenty yes god's grace mm-hmm. is available all of us we have a lot of issues But, <laughs> <laughs> amen. amen and the next one that i think will be closing so we are still talking about grace for service and how Paul practicalizes his own. And you see, God gives more grace to people. See, the more you are commending people for, 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 to God, then God is giving you more grace. Suddenly you were praying for one person. Now you see that your list, you take your diary, you say, hmm. so maybe you, see, you, you let me help you, you can do a diary, right? Then you write, uh, which name should I use? Tatenda? Hey, no, Tatenda is a, a name that we all know. Uh, Melandra Lord, I pray that Watamilandra will get the scholarship. It's, it's not about you, because you've talked to Watermelandra. Because sometimes most of us say, "Oh, we will pray with you." You and I know that it's a lie. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not something that we will do. So I want to. So you write. Watermelon uh, scholarship. Then you, you 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 make a slash. He said, praying about it, or prayed about it. They write answered. They all pending. Yes, do that. Take a book and write it so that you see it. Somebody say, oh, the person has gotten a scholarship. Take. It's not like it's only your prayer that's worked. You don't even need to tell the person that. Oh, I'll be praying for you. Is see, the testimony? If it was not for my prayer. <laughs> by now you don't know where you would have been (laughs) amen (laughs) but I want to encourage you you see enough of ourselves I tell you enough enough enough. and I tell you that you see when you are doing some of these things the way God is going to even bless you you'll be surprised because nobody is doing that for you so God himself has to do it God himself and if God is the one doing it oh because you know, sometimes if uh, the, 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 the somebody says that, let's say, uh, the richest man in, let's say, Cuba says that I'll bless you, it will be within the terrain of his money that he can bless you. You get it? If Bill Gates says I'll bless you, it will be within the terrain of Bill Gates. 1% of Bill Gates is not the same as 1% of the richest man in Cuba. No, 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 no. You get it? Yeah. So commend people to God. The last one I want to... Wow, my iPad has gone off. (laughs) Okay, the last one I want to talk about... I have my phone here. The last one I want to talk about is Paul's patience and perseverance. Paul's patience. He said, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto me, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus please try and find the verse. My, my iPad is off. They said, none of these things move me. It's still in the Acts chapter 20 from the verse 19 that was. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to me so that I might finish my course in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 24. Paul had patience and perseverance for service. So what is moving you? What is moving you? You know, some of us is as little as somebody gossiping about us, it has moved you. Suddenly, you say that the thing that you are doing, you are not doing anymore. If this is how people talk about people anyhow, then I'm not interested. No. Don't let that move you. Persevere. It's because, you see, the, the calling that God has given you a, It's a higher calling. You know? It's not these issues of gossiping and uh, uh, what has, uh, backbiting and Oh, I did it. If you reverend, they don't mention my name. Every time he mentions, he mentions only this person's name. Is he the only person working in the church? Yes. We do it, but you see, it's been undermined. No, please. Persevere. Is it your rewarder? Hebrews 11 says, God is the rewarder. It's not any man. God, your, your motive for service should be for the glory of God and the salvation of souls glory of God. It's not for the glory of any man. The glory of God and the salvation of souls. So because of the glory that you are looking for, is for God. And you see, if it is for God, you try to do your best and you persevere. So you see that you don't leave the choir because somebody talked to you in the house. Hmm. See, oh, that's why we, I don't like coming to church and joining some of these things. Because suddenly when you come to church, it's like we are all the same. You know who I am. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Anyway. <laughs> Amen. Am I speaking to somebody at all? Yeah. yeah, I tell you. And I know that when you begin to do this, God begins to release more grace. Begin to because you see, Paul was Paul Paul knew that these things that he's doing, it is not because of him. It is grace. And because grace is available, he should not frustrate the grace, he should not make the grace be. So he was ready to go all out. He was ready to do a lot, and as he did, God impacted him the more. God, as he did, God was impacting him more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace. And it's his levels. The more you do God, the more God gives you the grace to do more and to do more and to do more and to do more and to do more. The last one I want to say is that, see, the grace for service also requires that we pay heed to ourselves and we pay heed to the flock. I think it's verse twenty-eight of Acts chapter twenty. Can you can you get me that? Yeah. Say, therefore take heed to yourself and to all the flock. Among which the Holy Spirit has me. you see, it's even a serious thing. Among which it's the Holy Spirit, oh that's made us overseers. It's not any man, it's the Holy Spirit. So we should take heed. But that's, that, that's where I'm going to end. We should take heed to ourselves and to all the flock. Two things. Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Be watchful of yourself. Take heed to yourself. As you save, take heed to yourself. Where is that service coming from? Is it coming from the place of pride? Is it coming from the place of humility? Take heed to yourself. As you are serving, are you even saved at all? You know, I read somewhere that he said that some people become pastors before they become Christians. He said, hey, it's a very serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't become a choir star before you become a Christian. You can do, but try and be a Christian. Let the foundation of everything that you are doing be that you are a Christian. You get it? You are a Christian. That's why you are. Not because I'm doing it. You get it? Yeah. So take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. And take heed to yourself Knowing that you and I, we are not above any other temptation. Or we are not, because we are Christians, suddenly certain sins have become low grade for us. No. <laughs> we can fall like everybody can fall. And to all the flock. And to all the flock. And to all the flock. The flock in the choir. The flock in there. Every every flock that God... You see, all of us, if you are, are genuine to yourself... God has strategically positioned one or two or three people, even in this, or the, uh, in this church, in your hands. That in one way or the other, God has made you like a pastor to them. Am I lying? Should I mention some people's name? Yeah. So we should take it to them as well, so that we all grow together. And I know that God's grace will continue to grow upon our lives, even as we begin to persevere even as we begin to pray and even as we begin to take heed to ourselves into what is Amen.